And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital Five Minute Morning Miner. It's Tuesday, January the 17th. It's freezing out there. Paul, are you warm in your home? I'm pretty warm here in the home. Yes, that's pretty good at this point in time. I can tell you it was a pretty cold cycle ride in this morning at minus four degrees. Took the corners a bit slowly just in case there was black ice. Um, and of course, with uh, Martin Luther King Day yesterday, the markets were all still a bit quiet. We need the Americans to come back and stir it all up. America is where all the money is. I know that because that's where I was last week. Anyway, let's. Uh, there's not a lot of um, news today, particularly on AIM. Uh, there's one that I think is quite worth talking about, Paul. It's a TSX one that we've actually followed quite a lot, but it has quite a big impact on uh, if you're looking at playing the uranium market. I know a lot of people are. Um, but fission uranium, uh, TSX, I think they had a, a feasibility study. What, what was that, Paul? Yes, that's right. Uh, they put the feasibility study out uh, here for the Patterson Lake South property in Canada, the, Canada's Athabasca Basin of Saskatchewan. Uh, this is an enhancement on the PFS that was released back in 2019. And this uh, feasibility study now shows a mine life of at least 10 years on uh, three uh, specific de defined uh, uh, reserves uh, zones, but there are at least two more that aren't in, that are known that aren't yet included in the um, feasibility statement because they're not drilled to appropriate density. As it is, uh, we've got an IRR of 27% uh, here on a billion dollars, uh, 1.2 billion of NPV at an 8% discount rate. Uh, payback period 2.6 years, an average operating cost of $13 a pound. This it would be a shallow underground mine development on the three existing uh, zones in the reserve. Uh, so. Uh, all the indications from grade and tons and things like that would uh, show that it is profitable to develop even as its capital cost estimate here at $1.15 billion. That's a few, Bob. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, very good. Um, right. What else you got? We've also got a new resource estimate out from Leo Lithium on the Gulamina uh, lithium pegmatites that are uh, in joint venture now with uh, Jiangxi Ganfeng in Southern Mali. We're up to a total in uh, total resources, <laughs> excuse me, of That's 132 it. million tons in the uh, resource, uh, which is an increase of, uh, or excuse me, 142 million tons, and that's a 31% increase uh, at a grade of 1.38% to Li2O. And it is still growing because there are still more targets to drill out there, even though the projected mine life is now out to 23 years. It does make this deposit the largest uh, lithium uh, pegmatites in West Africa at this particular point in time, and uh, does demonstrate that there is a lithium industry to develop in West Af Africa in due course. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely true. Obviously, you've got a, Atlantic lithium out there, but we are hearing other reports of, of really interesting lithium uh, finds in Africa. Uh, which we have somewhat alluded to in the past. 
the engineer will be if, if they start to develop any sort of uh, processing capability in Africa or whether they're going to ship it and from West Africa, you could make it a lithium sulfate, obviously, and then ship it up to um, our client on Tees Valley Alchemy uh, and process it there. But that'll be something to see. And of course, I'm sure it'll be something that everyone will be discussing at the mining in Daba, which is coming up pretty soon, the start of February down in Cape Town. Uh, BSA will be going down there. I will be going down there, get a bit of sunshine and get a bit of interesting gossip as well, maybe. Um, okay, uh, maybe worth just touching base because it's about the only news I think out on uh, in London. But Atalia, I can never pronounce that one. I've had this struggle before. Atalia Mining, basically a Spanish copper producer. Anyway, uh, they had some Q2 results, didn't they, Paul? Yes, they did. Uh, ore mined at three and a half million tons during uh, the fourth quarter of. Uh, 2022, which is right the same as it was on a year-on-year basis, uh, but it was uh, uh, slightly higher in Q3 uh, at 3.8 million tons. The plant processed 4 million tons of ore, uh, which is uh, slightly higher than it was uh, comparatively on a year-on-year basis and on a quarterly basis. Copper grades uh, held right at 0.4 to 0.41 percent. And copper recoveries in the 86% range this time, which is a little bit better than what it had been in the prior quarter at 84.6%. And for the full year, the copper recoveries just shy of 86%, which is really pretty good for sulfide copper at this point in time, with production at just shy of 14,000 tons on the quarter and 52,000 tons for the year so steady as she goes is all that i can say about the these particular numbers here it's good to see the stability in their production profile um okay um that's good anything else you want to fight quickly finish up should we call it though that real quick just to say that the uk listed royalty company ecora resources uh released production update and forecast for their Kestrel coal royalty in Queensland. Little bit disappointing, it would have to be said, as far as volumes uh, that they had expected because of reduced mining rates and operational constraints. And they do expect uh, some of that to feed through into 2023. But as it is, it is a significant, very significant increase on 2021 production of about 123 percent we'll we'll wrap it up there paul and uh, we'll speak again tomorrow very good see you then